0: Welcome to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design. Today on the show, we have Jason Urmark. His company is called Socialistics. It's a full-service social media agency. So, Jason, my first question for you is, what's the biggest opportunity in social right now?
1: A lot of people answer that with all kinds of new things and things of that nature, but ultimately what I think it comes down to is really effective storytelling. I think a lot of businesses just think of their social media as a checkbox and they just want to see it get done. And they, as long as stuff is going out, they're, they're good with that. And I think the companies that really are successful with social media in a measurable way for their business, which is likes or not I'm sorry not likes but leads sales real results are the ones that either have folks on staff or they're partnering partnering with an agency that actually takes the time and effort to do it right which is really about what what is their unique story and what is it that they can they can share regularly that actually resonates with an audience in an impactful way and it's not easy to do i mean that's it's not cheap and and that's why it's hard and that's why a lot of businesses don't succeed with it and don't think that it's a viable path for them to actually drive business results because it it does take a lot of time and effort to be able to do that regularly. So it's really about telling compelling stories through video, really great creatives and just being consistent with that ongoing. I would say that's ultimately going to be the biggest opportunity for anybody at any given time when it comes to social.
0: Can you share something you've done for a client that really worked from this aspect?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've had, I mean, we've been in business for five years, so we've had a variety of different experiences. I I think the one that maybe stands out to me or anytime we can work on something that has an impact on the world in a positive way is things that really resonate with me. We worked with a company that actually started an initiative to really combat human trafficking. And um, it was an incredible opportunity for us to be able to work on and obviously for myself and my team important work to do so just being able to really kind of tell those stories about what's happening but not doing it and it, it's a really touchy subject right it's not it's not really a happy thing so you kind of have to you know draw the line between going too far and but at the same time telling compelling stories about what's actually happening in the world around this awful thing and what people can do to kind of help combat that so That was a a pretty big effort for us to kind of be able to kind of tell those stories in a meaningful way where you kind of like, just don't cross over too far, but give a little bit of insight into some of the things that are happening and and doing it in in a digestible way, which is really like, whether it's a 30 second video or something that just captures a really specific aspect of it quickly that pulls people in. That's definitely one of the things that's kind of stood out for me in terms of some of the work that we've done. And. Uh, and and was, was hugely successful in in raising money and, and, and building awareness for the cause.
0: Was that a nonprofit?
1: Well, I mean the, the 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 it was a profit business that wanted to basically invest in doing a good thing. So it was kind of both like the company that was funding it was for profit, but the initiative was certainly nonprofit.
0: So yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. So along this path of building the business, getting mm-hmm. into it, does something stand out in your life or In your career that was pivotal to you
1: I think so I mean there's definitely a couple things that happened along the way but as it pertains specifically to my entrepreneurship journey about ten or so years ago I got laid off and had to do something so I thought okay I'm gonna start my an agency and and do that back then and back then it was called studio nine and it was a little bit different than what we're doing today it was kind of a full-service marketing and I hadn't, I hadn't really jumped into that world quite yet. And so I was just doing whatever I could to basically survive. And so I took on every client that I could and probably didn't charge enough for what I was doing. And even though it had grown pretty quickly, I I learned that taking every client, regardless of what they can pay, ended up being a, a pretty disastrous situation because it couldn't scale. I couldn't, it wasn't while it may have worked for me in the beginning, when it came to just having enough money to pay the bills, once you got into like 15, 20, 25 clients that are, are paying a relatively small amount for the amount of time that you're spending with them, that doesn't scale. And it became problematic. I brought people a person on and I just, I could never get that the right mix of like the right type of clients spending the right amount with us. And ultimately it got to a point where. The business wasn't profitable to um, hold on to myself and the person that i had hired and rather than blow it up i decided well I'll, I'll take a i'm gonna go back and take a full-time job keep this business running while i figure it out so that at least the person that i hired can stay on and we i can figure it out eventually uh, which obviously is not a, a recipe for success ultimately that business ended up getting shut down because i was out of it i wasn't in it full-time and i wasn't in it 100 percent. So that failure, that, what I had learned from that experience was a big, big component to why when I started Socialistics back in 2018, why it worked. Because I knew some of the pitfalls that I experienced and, and what didn't work. And I was ready to make those adjustments this time around that really allowed me to feel confident about doing things the right way. So that was an invaluable failure. <laughs> And, and really making sure that I did things right the second time around.
0: So now you're very focused on what you guys actually do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So when somebody comes to you for the social media aspect of their business, are you helping them create the content and then doing the ads as well? Like, what does that look like?
1: Yeah, so we're full service. So most businesses come to us needing all of their social media managed, which means creating all of their content, managing their channels, running their paid social media campaigns, sometimes a little bit of influencer, but ultimately it goes back to kind of what I said at the beginning of the call. It's like, it's either you do it right or don't do it at all. It doesn't make sense to just go through the motions. Why are you wasting time and money on something? If you can't, as a business owner, look at it and say, we are doing this and this is how it's translating to the business right you have to know that and that again that's not easy so in most cases you need that to kind of be managed holistically either by an agency or by an internal team and you got to know what you're doing you got to have talented folks that not only are great at navigating social media but are are great writers they they can think strategically about the business so these this means talented people like anybody can get likes and and engagement is not a difficult thing for most people that have some social media or marketing chops where it really gets difficult is using social media in a way to drive leads and sales that is a whole other level that requires a level of sophistication and experience that typically comes from folks that have been doing this for a while so typically we do everything for a client every once in a while a client may come to us and say oh we only need you to do organic for us and do some content creation. Some might come to us and say, oh, we just want you to do our paid campaigns. And we'll do those where and when it might make sense. But I would say about 90% of the clients that we work with, we do everything end to
0: end. Are you utilizing the same content for TikTok and YouTube, or is it very customized based on a platform?
1: Every client's a little bit different. So there's there are budget constraints sometimes, right? Creating compelling, great content all the time is, is time consuming. So for some clients, we they're in a bucket where we will create their content and then make adjustments to it so that it plays well on other channels. So similar, but different for clients that maybe have a little bit bigger budgets or have compelling stories to tell enough, enough things to talk about basically, and have the budgets, then we'll create the unique content for each channel. So it really just depends on, again, budget goals and objectives those sorts of things. We have to kind of figure out what we can and can't do for a client based on what they have to work with and what it is that they want to accomplish. It's never a one size fits all, but ultimately when you're talking about, when you're increasing the volume of content that you're creating, it gets more expensive, especially if you're doing it well and you're doing it right. So a lot of businesses that aren't enterprise level really don't have the budget for that. So we'll we'll take what we create and then again, make some slight adjustments so that it plays differently on each channel
0: effectively. What are your views on all these AI tools right now?
1: Good question. So you get a, you get two schools of thought really there if you kind of look at Reddit or go at all these places that are kind of discussing this. You'll get one side that says, oh, marketers are dead. It's over. The computers are taking over. They're going to do all the work. And then you get the other people that are a little bit more realistic about it where they're, it's not going to take over. It's never going to replace true creativity. I'm, I'm somewhere more along those lines. I, I'm not anti- AI, I think it's an incredible tool. I think it can help marketers be more efficient. It's a tool, right? And it's it really just comes down to how you use it. I don't again. Creativity is never going to be replaced by machines. I mean, can they create these? Like, yeah, but it's just it's never going to happen. You know, I I think the it's what's going to change is just how we do what we do. Any company that thinks that they're going to be able to replace a social media professional or agency by just using ai is going to learn really quickly that that's not the case so i think there's some really cool things that are happening with it i think we're just in the beginning stages of it i think it's probably another two to three years before it gets to a level of maturity where it starts to integrate into some of the things that we're doing a little bit more easily so that there's mass appeal to it but like any good agency we we take a close hard look at it and figure out ways to kind of use that that helps us be Efficient around areas that don't require a tremendous amount of creativity. So like automation around organizing things or maybe creating outlines or creating structure to things. But that's where my team kind of comes in and takes it from there and and does the thing that they
0: do. How long ago did you release your book?
1: Well, I released my book last year about a year ago. It's it's actually been about a year. I worked on it for about a year and I released it last year and I haven't quite figured out what to do with it outside of a, a relatively successful launch. But for me, it was just a passion project. I just you know I'm at a point now where my agency is pretty self-sufficient. I've got a gal that runs it that's fantastic. I've got a great salesperson, so it doesn't need me as much. And so now I can just spend time doing things like this and just putting myself out there and and giving people copies of the book that are interested in starting a business and for me it's about helping other people find their freedom like to to this day i'm still a little kind of like blown away that i've been able to accomplish what i have and to to have what i have and i'm just like well if i can do it i mean anybody can do it i started from nothing and uh, i just felt compelled to like i got to get this in writing and i got to put it together and i got to get it out there so that other people can find their own freedom. So that's really what I'm most passionate about now is just getting out there and, and helping people kind of maybe avoid a lot of the mistakes that I made and, and maybe get there m- more quickly.
0: Well, you're on the right show then.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So it's called anti agency. Does that mean I should never hire an agency? I know that's probably uh,
1: now that I look back at it, I may have done that a little bit differently. But <laughs> the intent was I always felt like my agency was the anti agency because we do things so differently. We say no to the opportunities aren't a good fit for us. I'll fire clients if they treat my team poorly. We're really intimate and close with our, our clients. We just do things a lot differently that make the growth of our business take a little bit more time. And there's, I, I would say most agencies are really about churn and burn. It's, it's about the bottom line. It's about profitability and they'll take on as many clients as they can and they'll churn out employees. Because usually agency life is pretty, pretty slim for most professionals. They'll be there for a year or two before they move on to the next thing. And I I just want to flip that on its head. It's like I I don't need, I mean, look, yeah, do I want to be profitable and make a lot of money? Of course I do. But that's there's I'm not greedy. It's just like, let's let's grow at the right rate. Let's pick the right clients. I'm I'm naive. I want to keep my team as long as possible. I want them to stay. So we just do things a little bit differently. So our growth has has been slow but steady. And I think now that we're we're kind of in that phase where we're starting to benefit from that quite a bit. We've made a name for ourselves. We've gotten really good at what we do. So things start to get a little bit easier. People start to find us more often. It just gets easier to do what we do. And so it scales more quickly once you get to that point, but it it takes a commitment to get there. But yeah, I can, I can see how that, that net name, but I, I'm not too worried about it. The book was never designed to drive leads. It was really kind of a side passion project to help people, find their passions and grow a realistic million-dollar business. So,
0: yeah. Have you pulled yourself out of the day-to-day? As you you Yeah, for I, sure. I 100%. Tell. It took some time, but it was
1: weird. I, I started to about 50%, and I think there was about the six-month period where I kept bothering my director of ops, right? I kept on like, well, how's this going? Or what about this, right? And I think over time, I started to realize, like, I wasn't doing that because I didn't trust her. It was just like, I felt like, I need to do something. Like I need it. So, and it just got to the point where I'm like, the best thing that I can do is to do nothing, which sounds crazy. So, not to say that I'm not involved. I mean, I still have one-on-ones with my leadership team, and I still go to the team meetings. And but that's really more just about being present and and helping out wherever I can. So, really, it's just I'm kind of like a, a hired gun now. So I'm in. I'm the peripheral, and when I'm needed, somebody pulls me in. And if not. I got to figure out what am I going to do today? What am I going to work on today? Who can I help today? Which is a strange feeling. And I'm still trying to figure some of that out to maybe add a little bit more structure. But it's not the worst thing in the world to be able to have the freedom like that. So so yeah, and that's really what the book is about, is about, is about building a business that can get you to that point.
0: Yeah, I and mean, it's nice to no longer be in the weeds. You get to focus yeah. on the growth as opposed to day-to-day.
1: For sure, for sure. So
0: Jason, if one of our listeners wanted to reach out to you or Socialistics, how would they do so?
1: Yeah, the, you can, well, you can find us at, that's the great thing about our name, just Socialistics. If you type that in anywhere, you'll find us at socialistics.com. And uh, personally, I have my own website at jasonyormark.com where I talk a little bit more about just things in general and obviously my book and whatnot. And uh, yeah, one of those two places is you'll you will find me or or the agency that uh, that I built.
0: Well, thank you, Jason, for being on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll see you next time.